For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. My name is Tyson Mutrix, and today I want to talk about valuing property damage claims, specifically in replacing your vehicle, and I want to give you three tools you can use to value your vehicle. Two of these you may know about, a third one you may not know about. And there's a lot of different ways of doing this, but I think these are probably the easiest and the most effective. So it's the double whammy. Not only are they pretty easy. The third one, the, the, the that's the most difficult of the three, the one you may not know about, but these are all extremely effective. So this is the, the situation. You have a car crash and your car is totaled. So this does not apply to getting your car fixed. This is a totaled vehicle and you're going to replace it. And you're negotiating with the insurance company about the value of your vehicle. That's the setup that we're dealing with. All right. The first tool that many of you know about, and that's going to be NADA Guides, N-A-D-A Guides, G-U-I-D-E-S, or you can use Kelly Blue Book. Either of those are completely fine, but that's going to give you a baseline. Now, most of you, I I know this because I've dealt with so many claims, most of you are going to overvalue your claim. You're not going to be honest in the assessment whenever you're plugging in information or the other, the reverse of that, you might forget some of the features that you have and you may forget to put them in. That does happen sometimes, but usually people get that part right and they overvalue your claim. So you might want to be objective or have someone that's a friend of yours fill this out for you so that it's a little bit more objective, but that's at least a baseline that you can use to get started. The next thing that you're going to do, and this one is really, really effective, and I, I think a lot of you probably do know about this, but maybe not, and that's to look for comps in the same city where you live. This might be challenging if you live in a smaller town, but Get comps. So what that means is the same make, model, year, features as close as you can get and get about 10 to 20 of those and see what the average amount that vehicle is worth. Okay, So total all those up, average it out, and figure out what that average total is. You may have to in smaller areas or if if your vehicle is fairly rare, you may have to expand your search, but don't go, if, if you live in St. Louis, Missouri, don't start comparing them to Chicago or don't start comparing them to New York City. That is not, that's not apples to apples. What you should do is just extend your geographic reach a little bit outside of St. Louis and we're really as far as you have to go. And if that does absolutely reach to Chicago, well, okay, go for it. But most of the time it won't, but you're going to want to reach, you're going to want to expand that geographic reach. Uh, out as far as you need to to get to that 20, 10 to 20 mark so you can get a, a nice little average of what that is. And another way you could do it is if you want to compare like St. Louis to Kansas City, you could do something like that. Try to stay in the same state if you can because the state does affect things quite a bit, much more than you might think. And especially if you live in St. Louis, you know how that works. 
when it comes to Illinois prices versus St. Louis prices. There can be a, a pretty stark difference in that. All right, the third tool is one that most of you probably don't know about. It's a really, really, really effective way of doing this. Go to a local dealer and have them write a letter. And if you can get this notarized, it's even better. You get bonus points for that. But have them write a letter, and you could even draft up the letter if you talk to them and just ask someone there to sign it. But ask someone at the local dealer what they would pay to replace your vehicle. That is a, or not, you don't want that. I want to make sure I'm clear about this. What they would list the vehicle at on their lot. Okay. So not what they'd pay for because they'd pay a lesser amount. You're going to ask them to write out what they would sell it for on their lot and have them sign off on it and put it on their letterhead. Because having it on their letterhead is going to, it's going to go a little bit farther than if you just print it on a piece of paper and have them sign it. They might think that you made it up, especially if you don't have an attorney. But that is a really easy way, an effective way they're, that most of the time they're not going to charge you for it. They want to get your business, you know, go in there saying, hey, I'm looking for a vehicle, but here's the situation I'm running up against. That way you can get more money for your vehicle so you can buy a vehicle from their lot. See how that works? And it's a really effective way of doing it. So hopefully that helps you out if you're going through some issues when it comes to valuing your vehicle. Um, as we're talking about this, this is just a gentle reminder Hurry up on this process because the, the meter on the on the rental car is probably running on you and they're probably giving you some pressure about getting it back. So make sure you you get through this process quickly as quickly as possible because they're going to put you put some pressure on you. Um, be, be, it's okay to fight back on that a little bit too. Say, hey, listen, I'm trying to find a vehicle. You need to pay for my rental. So don't don't cave whenever they they start to give you a little bit of pushback, but just make sure that you, you, you do go through the process fairly quickly because they could cut you off. And then if you're still fighting about it, you're, you're SOL. So get your vehicle picked out as quickly as possible. All right. If you have questions about that, as, as always, give me a call 888-550-4026. If you have any questions, you can go to asklawyertyson.com. Obviously, make sure you uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel and like our, I'm sorry, our, our, this this uh, podcast, like and, and, and save this podcast, share the podcast and go to our YouTube channel and follow us there. All right. Make it a great day. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.